All right, tonight let's turn very quickly back to the book of John. I am going to uh, continue uh, in our Bible study from last Wednesday night, and I'm going to review uh, just a little bit and then try and get through. We got through the introduction and point number one, and I'm going to try and review and get through the remaining five points tonight. And so we'll see uh, how quickly uh, we can uh, get this done. Uh, we'll start in John chapter number 14. And uh, just uh, remind you again, let's look forward to Sunday, be praying about Sunday, and uh, pray about uh, the visitors, the guests, the Lord has just really been blessing, and so uh, to pray for the week coming, and so let's be, keep that in mind. Uh, we're talking tonight about the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we uh, thank you for another opportunity to uh, look into the Word of God, what an honor it is, a joy it is to have your Word. Now, Father, I pray that we'll allow it to... Uh, instruct us and teach us and strengthen us tonight as we consider the work of the Holy Spirit. May we be reminded uh, that as we pray uh, to you, our Heavenly Father, through uh, the Son, may we be reminded that the Spirit of God uh, is just as much God. May we realize His work, uh, the work that we need in His in our life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Read John 14. I'll read verse 16. And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Very quickly. Now, we'll move very, very quickly through this part of the introduction. Uh, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He has told them that he is going to leave them. Uh, he is going to go and prepare a place for them. And we get to verse 16, and he says, now he, He's going to leave another comforter with you. In verse 17, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Uh, last week also we read from John chapter number 1 uh, where uh, John the Baptist baptized the Lord Jesus and the Spirit descended upon him. We're speaking of the Holy Spirit of God. And Jesus says, when I go, uh, I'm, the, the Holy Spirit is going to come. And he has many roles in our life as we've seen. And I'll, I'll, make, I'll, I'll use the same illustration I used last week to remind us of that, uh, but just as we're thankful for our Heavenly Father, I'm thankful for, for my Heavenly Father because of His love, because of His care. Uh, he is the rock. He is the anchor. He is the one that we hide in. He is the one that we rest in, uh, the magnificent of God the Father, but the God the Son. Where would we be without God the Son? The Lord Jesus Christ and His uh, willingness to leave heaven, His willingness to uh, die for you and I, to take on our sin debt. It's one thing for Him to be willing to come and pay for somebody else's sins, but He paid for my sins. He paid for your sins. He paid for the sins of those that would reject Him. Uh, where would we be without uh, the, 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 the Son, uh, God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ? Where would we be without uh, our high priest, the Lord Jesus? And we also have the Spirit of God. Uh, we often, and I'm certain it's true in all of our lives, we don't give as much attention to the Spirit of God as we should. And the Spirit of God is just as much God as God the Father is, God the Son. And just as we would be lost without God the, the Father, His love, His care, 
And it's like we'd be lost without God the Son and His, His willingness to die for us and pay our sin debt is the Holy Spirit of God. As we're going to be reminded once again, that quickens us. It's the Holy Spirit of God that seals us until the day of redemption. It's the Holy Spirit of God that fills us and leads us. Uh, where would we be without the Spirit of God? We need the Spirit of God. And this Bible study is just a summary, if you will, reminding us of the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to illustrate very quickly again uh, what the, the Holy Spirit does in His work in general terms. I'm going to ask you three men if you'll uh, stand for me. Um, I think we have different men up here tonight, but that's okay. Brother Ryan, you hold that. Brother Brian, you hold this. Barbara, if you'll hold that. And you're reminded at salvation, we have the Spirit of God that quickens us. We're reminded in Romans chapter number 8, verse 11. I'll read it uh, for you once again very quickly. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, as soon as I find it here, in verse number uh, 11, uh, reminds us that, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by a Spirit that dwelleth in you. We were dead in our sins. It is the Spirit of God that quickens us or gives us life, that makes us alive. At the moment you put your faith and trust in Christ, you are made alive by the Spirit of God. You have life that is in you. You have spiritual life, whereas you are dead in your sins. And so the moment of salvation, all Christians are here. All the saved are here. All the spiritually alive, we all have this in common. If you're spiritually alive, it's by the Spirit of God, the moment we put faith in the Son of God and what He did. And what Christ did is the only thing accepted by God the Father. That's the only payment. And so we put our faith in that. It's the Spirit of God that quickens us, makes us alive. As a, as a child of God, now that He has quickened us, He's going to do a work in us. If you remember, we spent some time in Romans chapter number 12 uh, several months ago. Uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, of course, by the renewing of your mind. And there's many things we're, we're to prove, but we are changed by the Spirit of God from the inside out. Religion conforms from the outside, hoping to go in. It doesn't. It can only conform the outside. The Spirit of God changes, it makes you alive on the inside, then does a work in you, so it's going to reflect on the outside. All those who trust Christ have been quickened, made alive. This is a big group because it's all the saved. It's all the redeemed. Then He wants to do a work in our life. He wants, we, we're supposed to show fruit, which we'll see in just a moment. He wants to work inside of us. He's going to clean us from the inside out. It's Him who will change your habits. He'll change your desires. Uh, he'll change uh, everything about you. It's Him that's going to do a work inside of you. Now, He'll do as much as you let Him do. As He begins to work in you, there are a lot of Christians, there are a lot of the saved who never really get, now he's trying to do a work, but they never really get further, past, very far past this. Because they get here, and we do things to quench the Spirit of God. Or they get saved, 
and they walk into a church with the Spirit of God, a cold, a false teaching, and there is no spirit there, it is, they're, they're, they don't have no growth because he's quenched. Christian, the Spirit of God, it doesn't matter what you did before salvation, doesn't matter what kind of life you've lived, you have the Spirit of God and He will work in you to change you from the inside out. But if you quench Him, you're limiting the work He can do in you. If you grieve Him, you're limiting the work He can do in you. So we have a church, as a church, we have a responsibility to not make the community feel welcome, but make the Spirit of God to feel welcome. Because you can have Baptists on your church sign and the Holy Spirit not be anywhere near there because he's been grieved by what goes on inside the church house. He's been grieved by what's in the hearts of those who call themselves Christians. But he will do a work in us as we allow him to do it. We move from here to here. He's working in us. He's working from the inside out. The goal should be the goal of every child of God. It can be the end result of every child of God. The Spirit of God has a desire to fill us. Ephesians chapter number 5 in verse number 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. If rebellious Christians spend as much time studying the last part of that verse as they do trying to find a loophole in the first part of that verse, we'd have a lot more Spirit-filled Christians. But be filled with the Spirit. He quickens us. He makes us alive. There's evidence of, of salvation because we're alive now spiritually. He begins to work in us. We're a new creature. Old things are passed away. As long as we don't quit him, as long as we don't grieve him, he continues to work. Some of you could give testimony tonight that you're serving God in ways you never dreamed you'd be able to serve him when you were made alive. God has done things in your life that you never would have imagined. You were just happy you weren't going to hell. But as the Spirit of God began to work, He began to change you. What, what, what happened to you? That's why churches where the Spirit of God is and people get born again, the world will call them a cult because they don't understand it. Because of it's, what has happened is a supernatural thing without explanation. Because it's the Spirit of God. Well, I, I chose, I made a decision to follow Christ at my church, and I didn't change any of those things. There's a difference in saying I'm a follower of Christ and buying a t-shirt on the way out to declare it than being made alive spiritually and allowing the Holy Spirit to work inside of you and change things that no program can change about you. Change things in your life that you can't even change yourself because it's the work of the Spirit of God. Moving us to being filled by the Spirit. I've got to run through this very quickly. But He cannot fill us 
until we empty ourselves. Too many Christians are too full of themselves to be full of the Spirit. Oh, I want to, I want to be full of the Spirit. I want to be full of the Spirit. But I, I ain't emptying myself. Now, this is the largest group because every saved person is here. Then as the growth, he begins to work. But then when you get over here, I'm afraid it's a lot, I know it's a lot smaller than it should be. Because we've quenched and we've stopped the work of the Spirit in our life, keeping us from being filled with the Spirit. The command in Scripture to be filled with the Spirit is not a command for pastors. It's a command for Christians. Just as much as it is reasonable for you to expect your pastor to be filled with the Spirit of God, it is just as reasonable for your pastor to expect the people to be filled with the Spirit of God. What a great thing. You don't have to be called, but you can still be Spirit-filled. He wants to fill us. And I'll have to take another night to talk about all that that goes with that. Thank you, gentlemen. If y'all just be seated. But that's in summary the work of the Holy Spirit. At salvation, He quickens us. He'll begin to work in us. He wants to fill us, meaning He's the decision maker. I mean, He's the one who guides us. He's the one who controls our appetites. Uh, Even though we're a new creature, we still have the old flesh, the old man. And we want to yield to the Spirit of God so He can fill us. Now with that in mind, there are some things about our life that as we live, where we can show or we can identify, as it might be a better way to say it tonight, where we're at in this progression. Uh, Now, no man can know the heart of another man. There are going to be people who are going to, that, that we're going to be shocked when they say, Lord, Lord. And he says, depart, I never knew you. We're going to be shocked because they were never quickened by the Spirit of God. The work of the Spirit, that never happened. We're going to be shocked. Likewise, we're going to be shocked who we bump into in heaven. Because we're going to be, there's no way. Because we're judging the outside. But it's the Spirit of God that quickens and makes alive the Spirit. And so, this is where, this is the most important point of the Spirit of God being made alive. But we want to work And we can find evidence of the Spirit working in our heart. But then as we progress in our Christian life, we want to get to the place where the Spirit of God is filling us. Where we're not full of ourself, we're full of the Spirit of God. We have His leading. And so tonight, and I'm going to mention number one again. I'm not even going to read the scripture again with with number one. And we're going to jump into uh, the rest of them because I'm... Quickly running out of time. The first one I mentioned last week, we got to last week, was one filled with the Spirit is an effective witness. He brings about conviction. 
Spirit, what is spirit-filled preaching? It's not preaching that always makes you feel good. It's spirit-filled preaching is when the Spirit of God pierces your heart through the preaching of the Word of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. If you weren't here and you want to jot this down, John 16, verses 7 through 11 is what we referred to last week, how the Spirit of God brings conviction. And the Spirit of God, that's His focus, that's His job. Yes, as a child of God, He's going to comfort us. Aren't you thankful for that? But to a lost, sinful world, He's not bringing comfort. He's bringing conviction. So if you and I are full of the Spirit, when we walk into the presence of a lost man who needs to be made alive, the Spirit of God is always in the conviction mode. It ought to bring conviction. That's what happens when you walk into a Bible-based, Spirit-filled church People who are away from the Lord, they come in and say, I just, I, that, that's just that's legalism, they judge me. No, 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 no. That what you felt was not people looking down their nose at you. It might have been the Spirit of God convicting you. That's His purpose. One filled with the Spirit, though, is an effective witness. No man has ever won another man. Only, Christ, only through Christ and by the Spirit of God... Can one be convicted and then be made alive at that moment of faith? We are just the messenger. Now, it just makes sense that if we are filled with the Spirit, we're going to be a more effective witness. I don't, I don't have... I'll use that illustration later. It's a good illustration. But we don't, we don't want somebody feeding us food and they haven't cleaned themselves. The food might be delicious... But we might not stay around long enough to eat it. I wonder, it's going to be, I don't, I don't know how it would be revealed, if it would be revealed, but if it would be revealed in heaven, how many people could have had an effective witness if God's people had just been filled with the Spirit. One filled with the Spirit is an effective witness. I stayed there a long time for not going to stay there a long time. Number two, Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 17. Ephesians 6 verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. Talking about the spiritual armor. Because we are in a spiritual warfare. And take the helmet of salvation. Galatians 6.17. And the sword of the Spirit. Which is the Word of God. Of this study tonight, it's very simple, very practical. But it will take apart a lot of religious jargon. One, number two, one filled with the Spirit is full of the Word. If you don't have the Word, you don't have the Spirit. That's why sometimes people who don't even disagree with this statement look at me funny when I make the statement, some of these churches that say they have the Spirit of God, they do not have the Spirit of God. Because you must have the Word of God to have the Spirit of God. I understand I felt it. It's called a seducing spirit. That's what you felt. Because you cannot, you cannot, you cannot 
have this spirit. Well, I, I prayed about it, and, and this is what I decided. Well, that's, well, if I have a verse of Scripture, the Spirit of God is not going to lead a Christian against what the Bible has said. Do you, don't raise your hand, but do you want to be filled with the Spirit of God? Then fill yourself with the Word of God. As you fill yourself with the Word of God, there's some things in your, you'll, it'll purify you. It'll purify your mind. As you're filling yourself, your, yourself with, the, with the Word of God, you're going to be more sensitive to the Spirit of God about what you see. Because you're going to remember what you read that morning. The Spirit is going to be very evident, very quick. To you're, going to be, you're going to be more careful about what you see, about what you hear, about what you're thinking, about where you're going, about the words that come out of your mouth, as you feel yourself full of the Word of God. Y'all stand back up real quick. We may have to continue this another week. All right? This is, grab your sign so we don't forget who you are. This way, Ryan. There you go. All right? As we, that's why when somebody gets saved, don't just assume, well, they're going to grow. No. There's a host of people who've been saved in the last couple of weeks, and let me tell you how they're going to get from point A to point C. They've got to get in church where they hear the word of God. Well, the Spirit of God is in them. Absolutely, He's in them. But the sword of the Spirit, that's why we ought to do our best. If they get saved on one Sunday, everybody ought to be by their house getting them back the next Sunday. Not just so they could follow in baptism and join the church, but when they hear the Word of God, the Spirit of God begins to work. Begins to work. And then they get, they get a Bible. I'm giving... I've got, I've got two Bibles to deliver to two converts this week, and I want them to be in the Word of God. Why, why is that? Why? Because if they read the Word of God, the Spirit that is in them, that quickened them, they start bearing witness with that book. And they start feeling themselves. It's amazing to me. So what we have to do is we've got to get them from here to here. They've got to have the Bible. This is why, again... It just picks apart so much religious jargon today and so many of these religious, religious institutions that meet on Sunday because, oh, I made this decision and, oh, we, we have this baptism Sunday and this and that. There's no Bible, so how could there be any spirit? They're not growing. Just because there's a crowd that assembles doesn't mean the Spirit of God that is there. So we've got to work in your own life Word of God, Word of God, Word of God, He'll begin to work and get you to where you need to be. Thank you, gentlemen. So we've got to work at getting people under the Word of God. One filled with the Spirit is full of the Word. Read the Bible. And the Spirit, of, well, I'm trying to discern. We, we really, there's a lot of Baptist charismatics. I've just been waiting for the Spirit to do something. I'm going to be honest with you, and you may not want me to be your pastor after this. That's not how I do it. I'm going to go spend some time. I'm not talking to anybody. 
I'm just waiting for the Spirit to lead me. I don't know that I've ever done that. But I do have some time. And I'm not doing it. I'm not reading anything. I'm not seeing anything. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not looking at my phone because I want the Spirit to lead me. So my nose is going to be in this book for the next little while. It's amazing to me. I get clarity when I'm reading the Bible. I said, Pastor, I'm struggling. Go read your Bible. You don't understand, Pastor. I need the Spirit to give me clarity. No, I do understand. You don't understand. To be full of the Spirit, you've got to be full of the Word of God. Well, I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for the Spirit. I'm waiting for the Spirit. Ow, that hurt a little bit. It, one filled with the Spirit is filled with the Word. Fill yourself with the Word. I was going to illustrate this, but, but you'll get the point with this. You study the, the, the book of Acts. There's a word that you'll find throughout the book of Acts. It's that word, the Word. On the day of Pentecost, those that gladly received the Word were baptized. When Peter spoke after the lame man had been healed, many that heard the word believed. After the disciples had been threatened by the council and forbidden to speak in the name of Jesus, they besought the Lord that with all boldness in the name of uh, that boldness they might preach the word. And then it was said to them they spoke the word of God with boldness. The seven deacons who were chosen that were, were, were given so that the apostles might give themselves continually to prayer. And the seeking of the Spirit of God. No. The ministry of the Word. When the great persecution of the early church arose, the disciples went everywhere preaching the Word. The reason we don't have the move of the Spirit of God in our nation like we should and we could is because we don't have the Word. We're waiting. Well, if we pray long enough, God will send it from heaven. You can get God's attention by praying and confessing. We don't know the Bible. God send revival. God send revival. God send revival. That ought to be a prayer in my heart, but the prayer God's looking for is, God, we have sinned. We confess our sin. That gets God's attention. And then it is obeying the word of God that brings revival. If we would, if we would just master this, and I'm off subject now, we could have instant revival in our nation. If America, if Christians would get on their knees and confess their sin, and then everybody who named the name of Christ showed up at church, just obeyed this one principle, this one command to honor the house of God. Could you imagine what would happen in our nation? Can you imagine the coverage that the media would have to cover if the, if the, if the stadiums were empty on Sunday of those that named Christ 
and they were in the house of God, and there's churches that couldn't hold the people that would sweep across our nation. Oh, I'm just praying for revival, praying for revival, praying for revival. You're wasting your breath. This is really foreign, but it's, it's there. You can be filled with the Spirit. woman filled with the Spirit is full of the Word. The Word. Well, he's full of the Spirit. Like there's something special. It just means somebody has yielded themselves to the Word. And digest the Word. Yields to the Word. Obeys the Word. I just don't feel the Spirit leading me. How's your relationship with your Bible? That's the one thing we got to remember, and this is going to be a three or four weeks, I can tell, is the devil's not dumb. What has he attacked? The Word. He has attacked the Word of God. He has people questioning, do we even have it? Where is it? Or this cop-out. It's only in heaven, so therefore, I don't have to obey it. That's nice and convenient for you, by the way. He's attacked the word. I'll say this, and you might not agree with me, but I'm sure there's other things you're wrong, you're wrong on too, but Satan doesn't even care if you come to church. Just don't listen to the preaching of the word of God. Don't obey it. He doesn't care if you come, you just don't pick it up during the week. He doesn't care if you even go to a Bible preaching church, just pick it apart. Just justify in your own heart and mind why you're the exception. It's the word of God. What has he done in our schools? We've got to get the Bible out. Get the word out. When there's a void of the spirit of God, that's when the devil can work. Uh, I didn't mean to spend as much time there as I did, but it's good stuff. One filled with the Spirit is full of the Word. See, that's why, well, pastor's judging me. No, I just, I, I have a, a fairly good understanding of the Bible, and it's the Spirit, if, if the evidence, you're not, in, you're not in the Word of God if the Spirit of God is not evident. You're not in, it's the Word of God. That's why, get in the Bible, get in the Bible, get in the Bible, get in the Bible. Number three, we're going we're gonna to get done with this tonight. It may be tomorrow, but we're going to get done with it tonight. Number three, Galatians chapter number five, just a few pages back again, Galatians five. I'm going to start reading verse 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Verse 24, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Just, just basic Bible, just, just disputes these Emerging contemporary churches. Oh, yeah, the Spirit. Well, if we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. If I'm living in the Spirit on Sunday, my walk should be different on Monday, Tuesday, 
Wednesday, number three, one filled with the Spirit will bear fruit. What is that fruit? Well, we see it there. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. If you've got bitterness and anger and, and hate in your heart, the Spirit of God's not there. Well, how do you get over it? You've got to get in the Bible. I'll be very transparent. If I didn't stay, if I didn't stay in this book, I would hate some people. I'm, I'm going to look over here because I don't know. If I didn't live in this book, I would. And don't look at me that way. You would too. Or let me say it like this. That's why you do. Because you don't live in this book. Uh, because the fruit of the Spirit, it's got to be, if it's there, if, he's, if the filling is there, the fruit is going to be there. If there's no fruit, there is no filling. Uh, joy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Well, I've just got no faith. i just got no faith. i just got no faith. I just don't have the faith that a pastor has. I just don't have the faith. Well, if you get in that book, we use it as a cop-out. Well, I just don't have that faith. Whew, I'm off the hook now. No, you just confess that you don't read your Bible enough. Well, pastor, I read it a lot. Well, you might need to read it more. The amount of Bible you need with what you're going through now in your life may be different than what somebody else needs, what they're going through in your life. If you need more faith, you need more Bible. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So if, if one is filled with the Spirit, they will bear fruit. Number four, see how fast I'm moving? Number four, one filled with the Spirit will have power with God. One filled with the Spirit will have power. We're not going to turn to it. You can write the references down. The same story is in Matthew chapter 8, verse 9, and Luke chapter 7, verse 8. It's the story of the centurion. And he uses the example with the Lord of how he tells, he has servants, he tells them to do something, and they go and do it on his behalf. See, how does that pastor apply with one filled with the Spirit will have power? See, he has, he has power to command those soldiers for, for one reason. Because he was under the power of Rome. So in essence, those soldiers were not obeying the centurion. They were obeying Rome. A failure to acknowledge his responsibility to Rome and his position would have grieved Rome and would have been a result of him losing his power. Are you following me? That centurion said, I tell a servant, no, Lord, no, Lord. I tell a servant to go, and he goes. I tell a servant to do, and he does. I tell a servant. And these are soldiers. He's commanding. He's a centurion. He has that command. He had the command because he got the power from Rome. He did not have the power for himself. The authority that was in Rome at that time didn't just say, hey, he seems like a nice guy. Here's just some power. Have a good time with that. Use that power to enrich yourself, 
Use that power to achieve what you want to achieve. Use that power to, to make yourself a name. Here's just some power. No, when that centurion stepped forth and gave an order, it was not an order for himself. It was an order to benefit Rome, the, the kingdom of Rome. That is the only reason he had the power. If that centurion one day decided, I don't want to serve Rome. I don't want to do. I want to do for me. Rome would withdraw the power. He only had the power to do the work for Rome. Likewise, the Holy Spirit does not grant us power for any reason but the benefit heaven. The Spirit of God, you study your King James Bible, the Spirit of God never points to himself. He only points to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God and God does grant power to his people. There's difference in praying in the power of the Spirit of God than just muttering some words because you, you just found out you need something. There's a difference in living under the, the Spirit of God. And we live in a day where we, we, we don't have an understanding about the Spirit of God. And we think, well, I, there's something that I can get, I can gain for myself. And, and I don't have time to go all through this point, but just, 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 just hit this aspect of it. The Holy Spirit does not grant us power to benefit us. I want the Spirit of God so He can do for me. I want the Spirit of God so He can do for me. Remember, He quickens us. Isn't that enough? We're on our way to hell. Now we're sealed to the day of redemption. He's working in us. He's helping us get victory over those fleshly carnal appetites. We're now getting in a position where He can use us. He get, we get to the place where He fills us. I have power now that I never would have had otherwise. I can get prayers answered that, that I couldn't get answered when I was over here. It's not because God didn't care. It's because now I have power by the Holy Spirit of God that I did not have. There are too many Christians, and we, that's where we get off on this whole charismatic movement. They think that there's a power to gain from the Spirit of God for their own benefit. The Spirit of God is not going to grant the Emmanuel Baptist Church any power so that we can build cathedrals and buildings. He's going to give it to us so that we're empowered to reach the world with the gospel. He grants us power so that we... Let me just jump into it. That's why the tongues movement... Number one, it's not in the Bible. Well, they all had... And I can explain that to you another time. If you studied the, the well, anyway, it's drawing attention. I got, I got the Holy Spirit. You don't. Well, I didn't recognize that language you were, that language you were speaking in. Well, they were filled with something. Oh yeah, they were filled. They might have been filled with the Spirit. But don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit by saying He had anything to do with that, because He never draws attention to himself, and he never draws attention to you and I. 
I love studying history. I love studying church history. I'm, I'm currently reading a book on Oswald Chambers. Amazing. The influence Charles Spurgeon, D.L. Moody had in, the, in, in just, just as a reminder that there's people coming behind us that we don't even know. But there was nothing that drew people to D.O. Moody but the Spirit of God. The Spirit of, we have this, people don't say, well, he, no, it's like, I want to be around that because it's the Spirit of God is there. It's for his use. That's why music, that's why our music is never to be about us. And we're not, we're never going to have a band Let's worship. We're never, we're never doing that. I've, I've given my opinion on that besides the type of music that I believe is appropriate for church. If I want to go hear a band, I'm going to hear a good one. Number five. I'll mention it to you, then jump to number six. One filled with the Spirit is a servant. Is a servant. One filled with the Spirit of God serves. Let's say number six. That's number five. Number six. I want to finish with this one. One filled with the Spirit will be in constant need of the Spirit. Hope you catch that. Very quickly, the lamp in the Old Testament tabernacle had to be constantly filled with oil so that the flame never went out. Of course, oil is a picture of the Spirit of God. You can have the Spirit today it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to have it tomorrow. A preacher can preach with the Spirit of God today. You can hear the same preacher preach in a year. doesn't mean he's still got the Spirit of God. Christian, you can have the Spirit of God in your life today. But if you're truly filled with the Spirit of God, you realize that you're in need of the Spirit of God. Because once you have, can I say it like this? Once you've experienced the real thing, that's why when you hear that, you see that knockoff trying to emulate the result of the Spirit of God. Once you've, once, once you've been around the real, you realize how much you need it, and how lost you'd be without it. Once you, it's one of those things, the more you give yourself to the Spirit, the more you want Him, the more you got to have Him. Well, Pastor, I just don't feel that way. Well, let me help you tonight. Start with this. Start with this. You, and I'm, I, am, I am ending, you will not stay in this book you will not read extra in this book to get to where you want to be and still watch some of the things you know you should not watch on television. One or the other has got to give in. I'd have a hard time with my language getting this book. It'll clean it up. It'll clean your mind. If nothing else, it'll reduce the number of times 
to eventually the spirit has control. I just always lose my temper. Well, that might be a weakness you have. But you need to yield it to the Spirit of God. We, we, and I think sometimes as preachers, we don't do a good enough job in, in driving this point home. Yield to the Spirit. We preach it. Yield to the Spirit. Okay, I'm going to come down to the altar. I yield to the Spirit. And we walk away and say, got that fixed. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate what it does to me. Spirit of God, remove it. I wasn't so bad. No, 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 no. I need the Spirit of God. Because the transforming as He begins to work in us, the renewing of our mind is on the inside. The inside. He works on the inside, gets us to the place where He feels us. Father, help us to.